two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Well, how about this then? Like, should there be one CEO with rotting teeth? Like teeth rotting out of his head. It's just eh, like, I don't know. He just, his teeth rot, his teeth rotted, but he's, you know, has all the money in the world and he's the well-known CEO of XYZ Unlimited. Ah, that's interesting. Some candy company or something like that. Cause it's like a, uh, oh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to buy, uh, get a, a haircut's the worst example because it's the opposite. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to get a haircut from a guy with with uh, bad hair. You don't want to buy candy from somebody with good teeth. Oh you know? wow, that is another level beyond even what I was thinking. But that is like a real life dedicate your life, a different type of dedication to your work. But man, like, what if that were the one thing that got him there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, this guy's got perfect teeth obviously he's never had candy one i don't i'm not gonna buy any candy from these guys right oh man that's great and maybe you team up with a dental company so then when you no okay here's what it is i think so once he gets out of the candy business the candy business 40 years down the line becomes Look at these people. These people were involved in the candy business. That'll be like smoking. Like, how dare you? You gave kids candy. You rotted their teeth. You poisoned their brains. Similarly, how the cigarette executives are going down, maybe. Or maybe they're not. I don't know. So after that whole scandal comes down, you then have it. You have this ready and locked and loaded. You team up with a dental company who very publicly fixes your candied up teeth. And then you pivot into dentistry. And like, look. Yes, we made a lot of mistakes in the candy business. We should not have been making that stuff. It turned out to be poison. But we're going to help everybody. And like half of the people who suffered the candy teeth get like ushered into this program for the the dental company. I see. So you just start a new company where you just give away free dental work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. The money side is always secondary with such a uh, idea oriented uh, psyche? Nah, trying too hard. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got you though. I like the idea. I, it's, I think it's always good when you're a CEO to have, uh, your transition plan to your next CEO gig. How are you going <laughs> to, it's really about crafting the story of why I left this place and moved on to this place. Cause that's, I don't think they're doing anything. They're not providing any value to anybody. They're just we need somebody to make a whole bunch of money at the top. Otherwise, everybody would have too much money. I think. <laughs> yeah, so, right. The, we have to pay some loser, you know, $50 million to do <laughs> genuinely nothing. So those guys are up there just like crafting whatever the next storyline is to their next CEO job. That's, <laughs> right. that's all they do is move from one CEO job to, to another one. Right. And like they have to know that that guy's time is limited, but in the deciding process with the board of directors or whatever, what are they saying? We know this guy actually doesn't care, but he will give us all he's got for four years until he moves on to his other one. Like, but I feel like in the sales, like if you're selling yourself as the next CEO of a company, I feel like part of that would be like, I'm dedicated to this company and want to stay for the long run. Is that not as attractive anymore? I don't know. 
I think it's what's what's more attractive is probably like the PR lift that you get for the choice that you make for who your CEO is. That's probably more important than mm. how long they actually stay with the company. Right. Because people could tell you whatever they want. They, yeah, I love this place. I've, I've been a candy man my whole life and I'll be the, you know, the greatest, whatever. I, I'm a dentist myself, you know, I don't know. Right. And I would let never leave and stop being the CEO of big dental. <laughs> like then, the next day, you know, someone else comes along and offers them two hundred million dollars to sit around and do nothing. Well, he's gone, right? So oh, it's sure. you can doesn't matter. You you just have to assume anyone could leave at any moment. Yeah, and, those big money, like it's kind of similar to the like. Well, what if they snapped? What if they gave him two hundred million dollars? Oh, right. Then now he's not loyal. Right. Right. That's right. To where like, oh, that person could have never gone crazy. What if they snapped? Oh yeah, got it for sure. Well, anybody could snap. You know? Well, anybody can snap. Exactly. Right. So that person could snap. <laughs> yep. So I stand corrected, you know. <laughs> <laughs> snap, crackle, pop. Um, but yeah, my thinking with the the teeth rot CEO before we went to the better version, maybe that's a good what a good partnership is, Tup. I say, here's the, the dumb version. Oh, but yeah, before you even continue, dental teeth rot transition, the, the, that whole plan. But what I was thinking right. initially- well, That wasn't my idea, but- go ahead go ahead (laughs) yeah oh right incorrectly assigning the bad ideas to ah, that'd be a nice gaslighting version yeah when you came up with uh (laughs) i didn't do that um but so would a teeth rotting ceo would that give people with who have had the the poor fortune of uh rotting their teeth um would they hey look a, a teeth rot ceo I, it's not too late. Or would that uninspire the maybe level above the teeth rot group? And they'd be like, well, I'm going to go backwards now. I'm saying, would it be like a net positive and inspire one type of person or would it drag another type of person down? Who, who's it going to drag down? Uh, the people who are a level above the teeth rot. <laughs> <laughs> you saying non, non-teeth rot? Yeah, thing? non-teeth rot squad. You think they're going to see him and be like, ah. <laughs> well, now they're, I don't have time to wrap my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, I could just slip a little bit and slip into teeth rot. I see. And, uh, <laughs> why, why do I have to keep brushing my teeth? These guys <laughs> sitting on a pile of money with teeth right. falling out every day. Okay. Or would it rise up the teeth rot people into, or would, yeah, would they just meet in the middle as like half teeth rot? Like, oh, like they're not, they're still there, but they got some rot going on. I think if you get, you're more likely to get uh, the negative effects of the teeth rot syndrome if you have like a celebrity of a different type out there, you know, because hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't know that uh, CEOs ha- carry enough social currency to be like, hey, look at, a guy whose name I don't even know. I'm gonna yeah. start rotting, letting my teeth rot. But if like, uh, you know, Lil Lil Nas X or whatever, oh um, yeah, was, was letting his teeth rot really badly, then I think you're in danger of. Hey, it's cool to rot your teeth. Yes. Okay. Right. The teeth rotting influencers. Right. CEO is the wrong place to take it. I guess I was just thinking of success. But right, success with notoriety. What is success without notoriety? The old saying from. Sales training. No, I've, that makes no sense, I'm sure. Um, but the other th- way around that you were talking about where, hey, it's nice to, you know, just like we've got 
what we're trying to do is take marginalized communities and, and do everything that we can to have success stories happen, right? So that people can see themselves in the people who are being successful and know that they can achieve that. So for our teeth rotting friends out there, I do think that, uh, you know, it's nice if let's say you didn't have a say in the matter, like you, you were just being fed candy and you're, uh, uh, you could be one of those families where they were really scared of fluoride. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's ma- mind control. Are you familiar with those? Uh, no, people? but it's just one of those, they decided to be scared of this one thing or they heard something early and it just accidentally got passed down and it's a whole family of them. Yeah. I think uh, it's not just like some family. Like it's a wide, widespread confusion about fluoride in the water, for example, like ah. uh, Cumber- Cumberland, Maryland. They've they've taken all the fluoride out of their water in Cumberland, Maryland, because they think it's uh, used for government mind control. Holy smokes, man! So you grew up in Cumberland, Maryland, and your teeth are rotten uh, as a result of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do a great job of brushing over there. I don't know, uh, but let's just say you you combine that you live in Cumberland with your parents, uh, you know, don't have arms and weren't able to brush your teeth. Um, <laughs> Then it's nice to see a CEO with the rotted teeth. Yeah, I think right. it's like, hey, I, my whole life I've been thinking I'm doomed. I'll never be a CEO of anything. And then I see this guy out here. And yeah, uh, you can petition to have him cut off his arm so you're even more alike. Sure. I think <laughs> he's already got rotten teeth. What does he care? Yeah. And he just hears that sales pitch like, yeah, good point. (laughs) Yeah. And then I don't know if that's a big enough crossover community, but I know what it does is it grabs from both. So it doubles down on your market. So you have the teeth rot people and there just happens to be, oh, and this guy could help represent the middle ground between those two groups. This guy has both. Yes. (laughs) It's always nice to find that middle ground. Right. Something else you said that was interesting uh, dry cleaning for teeth. <laughs> you didn't say that, but like <laughs> you danced around something to where I then was like, "Oh right, the dry qu- cleaning equivalent for teeth could maybe help the fluoride uh, offended group." Okay, but dry cleaning, I think, is a chemical based cleaning. Okay, right. I guess just rubbing it, or or here's maybe where a group I could see this being something. No, we don't put chemicals when we wash our teeth. We just use the bristles and we, you know, we have a very natural, healthy mouth because those, you need those germs in there. And, you know, the fluoride, whatever the reason would be. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think people are out there using things like uh, charcoal. Yes. Now. Yeah. You've seen that? I've heard about that. You know what that might do? And if, and if it's not already doing this, maybe this is like a thing they could add on, like a, the industry has been around 20 years. Oh, here's a stand on the shoulders. We, we could do this now too. They make it, uh, as a part of the charcoal teeth cleanse, the fact that it's all black when you're scrubbing them because of the charcoal, the fact when you wash that out by uh, the theory of relativity, yep. they look whiter. But really, it's just a government mind control. <laughs> 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 From the charcoal, they put mind control stuff in the charcoal, and it's getting in that way. Yeah. I think you're right about... Uh the theory of general relativity there and just basically (laughs) 
uh, yeah, like if you cover your face in dirt and then wash it with some soap, it's like, man, this soap really works. Look right. how clean my face is. And all you do is you say, oh, the natural angle of putting dirt on your face first really uh, cohabitates with the other piece we're trying to push here. Creates this bright, beautiful skin. And right. Yeah, well, that's what they do. They're doing with those mud masks, you know? Just put, get a mud mask <laughs> all over the person's face. Like, oh my God, I look so much better than when I had that mud <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's all it's doing wow yeah so maybe come up with one that sure isn't gonna like break your skin out but the rest is like just accomplish that very minimal goal and and you know what you say add some texture to it because what what does everybody like smooth skin apparently like add some big glops of texture to the stuff so you look even worse and then when you wash off like god i'm as handsome as the day is long without all that shit all over my face. Yes. I think you could do like a uh, a Rogaine competitor. I don't know if they do this for Rogaine, but do a Rogaine competitor where uh, you put some, you you put the stuff on your head and then you put a bald cap on and you claim that, uh, you claim that the bald cap is to like, you know, contain the medicine and bring it closer to your head or whatever. But really what's going on is you just <laughs> keep looking at yourself. You have to stare in the mirror at yourself for 12 hours with this bald cap on. <laughs> And then you take it off. Oh, wow, it's working. Look at all this hair. Look at all this hair just on the sides of my head. Wow, I don't think I had this before, did I? I'm saying even pre-shower cap thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Right, the comparative, the better by comparison line of products. Yes. Right. So what do you do? You eat something that tastes like crap before you eat something good every time. That's that could that could work as well. Oh yeah. yeah, that's actually not crazy. Like if you eat our two pellets, your stomach will be so upset. But in the upsettingness of the stomach, our vitamins are distributed, and you won't have to worry about eating for the next six hours because you'll feel sick. One and the nutrient thing. Yes. Yeah, and just like a pair of really comfortable shoes, but uh, you know, half the time there's just spikes sticking up. From <laughs> Yeah, you can never guess what you can't plan for it, unfortunately. But that's that's the one drawback. But otherwise, right? God, these the are the most, most comfortable, comfortable shoes on the yeah, <laughs> planet. Right, half the time. Hmm, that's a nice one. Well, yeah, I guess theme wise, uh, you know, get together with your local uh, senators and and activate some change out there, huh? Yes, I think uh, you know, mobilize and uh, establish a get a tribe together and mobilize yeah that's what we get a t-mobile account get yourself some minutes and uh keep in touch with your friends and family you're only as old as you're looking shorts guys (laughs) amen it's what we're famous for cats are not voice-based animals you know what i mean um in in the way that like a parrot is a voice-based animal oh they are not voice-based in that way for sure but they're not reacting to like a human's voice the way a dog is like like just a a little inflection little lisp little juiciness a dog is um you know putting holes in the floor with his tail over over a noise such as that right a cat blank stare you you have nothing. Nice try, loser. But is that limited to the voice, or is there really just nothing that will get a cat th- uh, thumping its tail excited? 
Oh, you know what? I think I think if you're about to feed them, that that might get the tail going or the potential for them to enter a room they don't often enter, I think might get a tail going too. Okay, and does the tail even uh signify excitement in a cat? That's a great point, right? We're we're trained to right, tail wag good. Well, hold on. Like this means cats are experiencing trauma. Right. And so we've just been doing the wrong thing to cats. Like they man, I think there probably are at least a few signals being crossed. We're like, "Oh, look at this. They love this." And a dog's tail after all is them saying, "I'm in hell. I'm in hell." Yeah. At least half the dogs it probably is that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have a heck of a way of showing it. <laughs> yeah. Cats are different though, as uh is what you're saying. I'm thinking right. that's the case. As as similarly shaped as they are and as like right. when you get right down to it in the grand scheme of animals, they're brothers and sisters. Yeah, but I mean, maybe are you kind of backtracking now on your, should we just have called them all dogs to begin with since they're similar? <laughs> yeah. Because now you're saying, hey, now you're, you know, you're in there a little bit hanging out with cats a little more than you used to. Right. Uh, not to air out your dirty laundry. No, that's world, that's but. good laundry. I'm a, I'm a convert. You know, I, not that I was ever not a cat person, but I was a dog person, if any type of person. Um, yeah. But Yeah. To your point about I'm now going back on things I previously said, is that a good transition through life to uh, kind of like what we're saying, like force you to take turns in your beliefs, but is it healthy to be like, um, one opinion, the time's going by, you're slowly on a, on a slope down into disagreeing with that point. And then you get there after a couple of years and you land there for a while. And it's just this constantly moving Omega sign between two different ends of an argument. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you're keeping meticulous notes on that and contacting anybody who you got into an argument with and saying, hey, I was wrong. Oh, uh, update them. Remember, remember six years ago when we had an argument about this? Like, I, I changed my mind about that. Yeah, what, my what? Omega thing is on the disagreeing with that right now, and I just want to keep you in the loop anytime it changes. <laughs> I, I mean, what an amazing phone call. Like, to get a phone call from a friend reaching out uh, – and letting you know that they've changed their mind and they now agree with you about some frivolous topic from years ago would be, that's way better than, hey, how are you? How's the family? Right. Is that its own show, Tup? The apology for little stuff that the person who you're calling doesn't even remember. You know, I don't think it is, but I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be, though. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that... Or is something like this, like... I pride myself on being a decent parallel parker. And that time we hung out three years ago when it took me till the third try to nail it. I was just thinking about that. And you could easily have never even registered that as a thing that, that happened. Um, but I just want to say, I've thought about that. I'm a lot better. And here's to another few years of parallel parking together. Yeah. I think you'd have to uh, parallel parking together. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd have to, from that, to make it work, I think you'd have to videotape every parallel parking episode that you had after that moment and then right. present that at the next, uh, you know, present a uh, a uh, super cut. Is that yeah. what they call it in the business? I think you keep tricking this one guy into showing up to these different theaters 
<laughs> and watching it in a in a room full of his family and friends <laughs> each time you parallel park since that one. Oh yeah, we made a special <laughs> presentation for you, like because uh, it's your, you know, isn't it your birthday coming up? Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes six months from now. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just a cut, a long, a long extended cut of. The full, you know, the entirety of every parallel parking station that you've had since the bad one. Right. We know you were with him when he experienced that one bad time of parallel parking. So we just wanted to keep you welcome. You know, everybody starts clapping. Somehow his family's just as enthusiastic. As they're not. <laughs> Even though it has nothing to do with, he was simply in the car one time. You like, you know, had to work on a project together for work. So, Yeah. So that, did that happen to you? Did you did you botch your parallel parking? Here's, I think, my relationship with parallel parking. Number one, I have the uh, complex where I can't remember why you can't do it front ways yearly right. or so. I have that relationship with parallel parking. And I also have the relationship with it uh, to where, as someone who prides himself on being uh, coordinated, um, I don't give myself like, I'm a great driver or anything like that. I, I never thought that was very cool. Although I I think I'm fine. I do think <laughs> <laughs> I do think um my parallel parking skills do not line up with how otherwise in certain areas coordinated I am. Oh, so it's been like a point of yeah. being like self-conscious about like I'm not as good as I should be at this. Right. Are you yeah, you maybe are you in your head a little bit about it like when you yeah, every time you got cuz in New York it's also high pressure. Yeah. Uh, every single time. I mean it's there is no low stakes parallel parking in right. New York. Yep. The beeping, I think it has to do with my, um, what's the opposite of affinity? My not liking of honking in general. So to then be- Aversion. Aversion. Thank you. Yeah. That's a, a version like that. of the word I was looking for. Um, I think the trauma I experienced from being honked at is is only playing into this right and it po has possibly made me a worse parallel parker over the years because that added level of pressure and i'm too impatient for you to park which is something we all eventually have to do like that level of uh juvenility is hmm. uh so offensive to me parking right. i put my flashers on i need to park eh, i don't right. understand yeah 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 and you still have never gone and gotten that uh, my wife has cancer sign printed up so you could uh, get out of your car anytime somebody does that and just hold up the sign that says my wife has cancer. No, but it's getting there, man. I think it's time to like really pull that one out. Yeah. I think we've maybe even talked about, you know where it says taxi on a taxi? Like a little sign you lift up from there yeah. and you could have different options. There you go. Oh, and yeah. you repurpose taxis. Every taxi bring in, we know they're out. You can put these little slots in these and resell them. They're like this little niche, uh, half gag gift, half, we really think these are actually good type of clientele. I like that, yeah. Or again, maybe these are just these signs that you can hold up that you know we could print up and, and it could be like a, just a set of them you keep in your car, like honk if you want me to take my time with this parking job. Oh, you know, that'd nice. Be a, that'd be a funny one, right? Yes. Uh, and then in the occasional take her upper on that. Yep. Um, I, I like a good laugh. I'm not in a rush. Yep. You know? That, that's funny. They get out and give you 50 bucks or whatever. 
yeah. Give you some cancer medicine. You don't. <laughs> they don't let you drive by until you pay them. <laughs> yeah. Starts a big line of beeping cars, and then you just charge all like, "What is this for?" <laughs> <laughs> I I did a sign bit with the guy, the guy who just went through. Do you know him? No, I'm just trying to drive through the street. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Not, not, you don't see people getting out of their car and holding up signs enough. No, I know. So, right. The sign. And what is it? You, maybe it's a subscription. I like a subscription business where you get a new package of signs to put in your car every, every month. And it's a yeah. monthly club. <laughs> That's no. good. I like that. Yeah. What other uh, sign ideas have you got? Yeah. I think you employ some writers to come up with new ones. Other sign ideas. Um, right. Don't aren't you gonna have to park at some point? That's good. Yeah. Aren't you gonna have to park at some point? And then there should be some kind of option for like, right, honk if you agree and you'd like to get out and shake hands. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah, Just hands, drive yeah. by, but let's we're not gonna have any more um by me holding up the sign, I've agreed that I've accepted your being upset and I'm gonna let you drive by peacefully nonetheless. Honk if you'd like to hop out and shake hands and uh and maybe you take a selfie and like upload it to some like website or use a certain hashtag like um, the traffic sign company saves the day again. Mm-hmm. Hashtags are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that they can really boost your. Yeah. Um, tech wise. Honk if you agree to give me your car and then we uh, trade oh. cars and then we tr- just trade lives and wives and families and everything like that right uh, go get plastic surgery together to look like the other guy <laughs> yeah document that like the other guy's wife <laughs> right yeah have the other guy's wife get surgery to look like your wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i think when you know you've um hit the real chord of the overall um theme of the podcast when you get back to like having plastic surgery to look like something you just were before you had plastic surgery the first time i think that's the sweet spot yes yes that's it that's when you know you've hit a really clever good idea with the signs uh, when everybody's (laughs) getting plastic surgery (laughs) yeah um ads where are where are ads not that they should be okay I like that. Text messages? Uh, that'd be annoying. Um, Nike, do you want to hang out? That's good, yeah. Nike, do you want to hang out? Tough if your name's Nike, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, some names have been really thrown under the bus as like, you know, you named your kid Alexa right before that. Like, uh, yeah, uh, that sucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a bunch of kids named Google too, just as uh, just as bad. Yeah, now right, there are these interesting fanatics of brands. Like when you see like a Jordan like logo on somebody, a Nike swoosh, like you got that tattooed. Wow, that brand means so much to you. Okay, hey, look, right. I if it's a way that way of doing something that makes you happy, go nuts. Um, it's just, it's an interesting, uh, yeah, like a Disney tattoo or something like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we, we still have respect for you, we suppose. Right. 
bad choice of tattoo. I mean, I guess you just didn't have any good ideas for a tattoo. That's my right. That's my best guess. Can't think of anything. Just first thing that they saw, they were wearing Nike shoes. I'll just get that. Right. It's a tattoo enthusiast as opposed to a Nike enthusiast. I just wanted a tattoo, I think is what that means. I'm in that ballpark of like, I've always wanted a tattoo. I just, there's no idea that's good enough to get a tattoo of. And and so, yeah, I could just freak out one day and get the Disney logo tattooed <laughs> on my forehead as well. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like as I was about to launch into, yeah, have people get bland, you know, logo tattoos on their head and get paid. Have we been there before on this podcast? Get, get a Google tattooed across your forehead and they pay you a million bucks a year. I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I mean, there's gotta be people out there with paid sponsorship deals on their tattoos, but I, I'm okay. not sure. Uh, none of them have been guests on this podcast, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I think when irony reaches that, there are going to be a popular tattoo will be paid sponsorship tattoo. Just that in plain font. I think where on your calf. Yeah. On your calf. Yeah. Paid sponsorship tattoo. Maybe. I don't know. Ideas when they first happen are funny and good. And then that would just be ruined in so little time. If it, I feel like that's a good example of like, ah, the first guy who did that kind of funny, but immediately ruined the popularity by the popularity it grew like it would be funny for a guy to to get have first tattooed all over his body just a bunch of uh spaces that say like your tattoo idea here 10 bucks your tattoo idea here, 50 bucks <laughs> just like great. a create create a canvas with a bunch of different spaces and then wouldn't wouldn't anyone want to participate in that i mean you could charge kind of a lot of money just to be a part of this guy's project to tattoo right. his whole body and then just to yeah, it'd be funny to like buy up a certain space and then connect two other tattoos in a way that ruin those two tattoos. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just signs to the other, like what a, what a stupid idea you pay to have that put about somebody else's tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. And you know, what would be an interesting spin on this? The real artistry would be turning the ad seamlessly into the paid for picture. Okay, yes. They do these uh, tattoo cover up artists can do that stuff, man. It's amazing how they can do it. Right. I think you yeah, different um you talk about a monthly club. I think you show up every so often and get a new layer removed. Um get that canvas all cleared up, I think. Right. Maybe with your tattoo that you buy, all you do is just change the scratch out the price and write a lower price but then he can't actually sell that one because that's your tattoo <laughs> right and people are like why and then he's got to go like oh, i'm all out of space you know i, I got and they're like wow, i see that big space right there it actually looks like there's a discount on that one. <laughs> nah i can't sell you that one that's good that guy paid it. he really wanted that to stay there yeah paid top dollar and right you paid the first price obviously and right. you're paying to have the price appear to be lower and just so that guy has to say that over and over. Yes, just to make his him consistently have to, you know, explain himself why they're he keeps saying he's all out of spaces and you know. Right. And, and then you put out you film each of those, put that out as a uh, web series, I think. That would be cool, yeah. Uh yeah. When you say that should be a web series, are you saying it's not good enough for a TV show? I really hear the positive and that should be a web series, but 
I could see someone taking the uh, the negative route in their mind. Um, I don't know. Is I I I just think of it as just it could be some series, and then I think these days nothing is a web series or a TV series or anything else. It's just whoever, if it's good enough, people will buy it and it'll get put on different places. Right. There. Are, yeah. It's all a web series. Well, yeah. Life is one big web series. Right. A big website. <laughs> yeah. Us integrated into the websites. Um, that's what a whole group out there thinking, yes, we're eventually going to like be on the websites, like technology and people, the whole robots are coming to life. No? Yeah. Did you see, uh, remember we were, a while back we were talking about the brain chip? Yes. And uh, yeah, the other day, I think Elon Musk had, some monkeys playing uh, video games with their mind with the uh, brain chips. That's Whoa. pretty good. Fell in love with my brain chip, brain yep. chip. Yeah, that's a song waiting to be a uh, whole brain chip musical. I'm not sure, but at least fell in love with my brain chip as a one-off. Yeah, I think a, a brain chip musical would be great. There's a lot of storylines there. Right. Am I in love with this person or is it just the brain chip that I'm in love with? Right. Uh, the brain chips themselves falling in love uh it's a lot of love and and different chips i think although my chips are in love my body is not the discontinuity we experience <laughs> between the body and the brain chip discontinuity i wish i'd pulled a better word but the incongruence the yeah one of those ones that what the disagreement between there we go maybe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah my brain chip my brain chip has failed me for the last time <laughs> 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 though our brain chips will one day <laughs> become the thing that fails us because society <laughs> Is not want <laughs> to have brain chips. Oh, <laughs> one day, day we, we will, will overcome. There's <laughs> brain chips in society. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think there are a couple melodies you got to come back to as nods and because you're not a strong melody writer. <laughs> For both reasons. That's very strong. That one's, uh, I, I sing that to myself multiple times a day. So. Okay, good. The yeah. chips on. What's the other angle there? So, like, right, the incontinuity, the continuity error between um, brain chip and body. Brain chip, body. Which one is the real thing? Like a nice uh, Hamilton y okay, opening, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. I mean, I think there's initially, there's a whole should I get the brain chip? Should I not get the brain chip? Is like a whole thing. Oh, and then anti brain like, chip. Right. Yep anti-dentites and then you have <laughs> uh you know like of course it's all wrapped up in a probably a love triangle i would guess ah. uh and then yeah you got the guy wanting to succeed he's he's driven to like make it but he feels like the only way he can do it is if he gets a brain chip but his uh his lady is is um or, or his man it's gonna be a gay uh situation sure. so he his uh, partner is is you know, kind of a purist and doesn't doesn't want to be in love with, uh, you know, 
a, a part-time human being. They, right. they want they want a one hundred percent all of you know. There's a whole song about all of you. You know, all, I want all of you. That kind of ah. thing. Ah, yeah. Please do not give away part of yourself. I need the whole thing. I need the whole thing. A portion of you is not enough. A nice like, like that bass drum, like when they treated bass drum like a snare kind of for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I think that's at the end of that note. Mm -hmm. The id, the ego, the brain chip, the body. Who's to say what is what in the end? I know that I have some thoughts about it. (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton brain chip. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. My grandfather's brain chip was never the same. (laughs) Now, I don't know what storyline that would be. I guess if you had a, it'd be like, right, the few cool old people who were like, I want to write the retirement home final scene of the musical. Yeah. We'd like to live out our final years with the presence of a brain chip. (laughs) (laughs) I got lost with that one. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. It it writes itself as, (laughs) as is obvious from from what we've done so far here as most musicals do yeah uh the brain chip musical okay i think it's a i think you shelve it as like as a musical a idea, idea for the mo- yes <laughs> 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 but i think talk about finger on the pulse of stuff i think a brain chip love musical we'll we'll be you know sending each other the article about somebody who did quite well off their brain chip musical very shortly i assume yes I think that's probably true. I bet you in theirs, the other, uh, the third person in the love triangle will have will be pretending to be an, a uh, a purist themselves, but will have already gotten the brain chip, and that's what's making them, oh. you know, able to come up with the scheme of pretending to be a purist because the uh, brain chip is is augmenting wow. there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that like the brain chip. It's that's would that be what's called meta? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like it's the things happening. <laughs> uh huh. Meta, meta world peace. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I follow though. Like the brain chip that you got is helping you pretend you didn't. That's right. Right. The guy was too stupid to ever come up with the idea of pretending to not have a brain chip, even when he didn't have the brain chip. But then when he got the brain chip, he was like, ah. I know. I'll pretend like I don't have a brain ship. Right. You lied to me. I didn't lie. It was the brain ship working. You lied to me. Yeah, like one of those duets that's like one person's being soft, one person's being aggressive, and maybe yes. they trade. Yep. <laughs> you lied to me. Like the person's being creepily calm. Right. The id, the ego, the brain chip, the body. (laughs) All of it is okay as far as I'm concerned. Like the kid, I think, opens up rapping with a nice childish perspective. Yeah. I want to live in the world where both are okay. (laughs) Both are okay. Where both are okay. Um, 
the world I want to live in has some of everything. Because I don't know why I was born this way. Yeah. Brain chips, egos. And he turns into a song eventually, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Egos, brain chips. Yeah. Oh, and the lead character's name is Ego. There we go. A double meaning, like a goodwill hunting kind of thing. Egos, brain chips. Wait, Ego? The thing or the. No, it's this guy's name. That is such a weird, good. The guy's name is Will Hunting. I've probably barked up that tree before. That one really drives a nail into uh, my heart. What, you, you have a problem with his name being Will? <laughs> yeah, the hunting part, I'm fine. But who, that guy would not be named Will. I don't think people in Boston name their kids Will. Uh, They're all named Sully, I think. Sully, <laughs> yeah, that's no. true. Um, but no, like hunting for goodwill. Like, uh, you know, it's about some guy like looking to do the right thing, which I think is, you know, but to find out the greatest movie of all time in, in a lot of people's, I feel like, thoughts, uh, will hunting, like that's so cheap, I feel like, for such a revered movie, such a movie about Paul Revere. I, I've never heard goodwill hunting in anybody's top 100 list of movies. It's, is, oh, is really? It well thought of is a, is a great, great movie. I, I, yeah, I thought it, you know, won the gram, you know, the movie Grammys. Um, uh-huh. And like, what a joke. Affleck didn't do anything. It was all Damon, but what a masterpiece. Yeah, I think for like, it's put in the category of this was written by some college kids and yeah, just one college kid or whatever with, uh, you know, with, with the Dame man, Maddie the D. Maddie D. But, uh, but not like, you know, in the pantheon of, of great movies, I don't think. Just oh, like, okay. wow, wow, some like, you know, college art school kid made a, wrote a really good movie here. Will Hunting? I have some advice for you. Oh, I'm your therapist, I think. Therapist? Yeah. How did Matt Damon, a rough kid from Boston, start going to therapy? I guess that was like that elevator pitch, now that you talk it out, is like, oh, yeah, okay. A Boston kid in therapy. That's hilarious. Like a Southie fucking Boston kid in fucking therapy. Like, I think that's a fine elevator pitch. Yeah, but I mean, it was he wasn't just like going to therapy. Like he... You know, I think he <laughs> had lost his whole family. He was like an orphan, right? And oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the movie. I have not it. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was abused horribly and like in and out of the FASTA system, you know, or whatever. Just uh, <laughs> some kid with a good family. You know, I right. think I can learn a lot about myself. I fucking went to therapy over here. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. You come from a good family, Will. Why do you need therapy? <laughs> good point good point robin <laughs> yeah goodwill hunting except he's a well-to-do yeah. well-adjusted kid therapies for kids who have trouble uh will okay well i'll go fucking i'll kill my family and be in the foster system and need to be here for real that's a good idea will come back and see me when you've killed your whole family all right i fucking <laughs> killed them okay let's work through some of this how does it make you feel that you killed them? I think that's what therapy's doing. How do you feel? Right. Yeah, a lot of how do you feel. And uh, in that movie, it was a lot of it's not your fault, you know? It's not your fault. Right. That is a nice thing to know. That's That was maybe ahead of its time. I think we're like way better on it's not your fault than we were back when that movie was made. Oh, like you're saying it was a, it was completely a new concept back then. Now everybody knows it's not your fault. Right. I feel like it's not your fault was groundbreaking. Um, and then maybe it's been a slow climb to up to where we are now with it not being anybody's fault. 
Where nothing's anybody's fault, yeah. <laughs> Not your fault, Will. <laughs> I was been out here fucking hunting this whole time for fucking goodwill. And fucking Well, your name's also Will Hunting, so that uh there's meaning in that. Therapy is about asking how you feel and assigning meaning to coincidences. Yeah. Uh, maybe it should be about assigning blame. So like, yeah, it's not my fault. Whose fault is it though? Let's, <laughs> right. Let's make sure to blame whoever's fault it is. The system. Capitalism. Your parents. Yeah. Everything will. Even mm-hmm. some of it's yours. <laughs> that, you're losing the accent, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I uh, turned into, uh, yeah. I think we turned into our, our buddy Gordon. Yes. You know what, though? Goodwill Hunting was a good movie. It's what we're famous.